2: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck, and this is the 100th edition of Star Wars Ranked, a show that started as about a five-minute segment that I thought about putting up on YouTube. Yes, the very genius idea of ranking things in Star Wars. Never been done before, before Force Center. No, it's our version of it. (laughs) We've had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, that laughter here is the great Joseph Scrimshaw. Joseph, welcome to the 100th show. I could not do it without you.
4: Oh, thank you. I, I really enjoy uh, being a part of this show, and I just want to be levitating a cake for your 100th episode of Star Wars Ranked. Five cakes, in fact,
2: and then you could rank the cakes. We'll rank the cakes, coconut always on the bottom. So <laughs> we, uh, we knew this was coming. We, you know, we, we try to schedule it up. Uh, I, I usually get behind on what episodes are forthcoming, and uh, I was like, oh, 100 is coming. 100 is coming. Let's do something big. Let's do something special. And we kind of had that thing going. And I was, I, Joseph, I'll be honest with you, I was, I was reaching big. Like, let's, let's, our, our top uh, changed opinions, uh, da, 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 big things. And I, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, who is... Like the Star Wars character. I'd say Leia is a personification of near perfection in Star Wars. i say Vader is definitely a symbol of a lot of things. We did Palpatine. We did Finn recently. But I'm like, come on. 100th episode of Star Wars Ranked. has got to be the best Luke Skywalker moments. It's Luke, yeah. man. Right? It's Luke Skywalker.
4: Yeah, and I think Luke Skywalker means a ton to a ton of Star Wars fans. I think he means a ton to the story. We're going to talk about it. from, But just from a personal perspective, you and I both being uh, of the age that we grew up with the original trilogy... To me, like Luke is the original. He is the character that I connected with. He is the character that I played in countless uh, comedy sketches. He's the character that I wanted to grow up to be as good as and as noble as. And, you know, I really love all the different Star Wars characters that we talk about. You know, Obi Wan is probably my favorite character, but for me, getting ready for this episode was so great because to me, like, Luke is the original. He is the foundation. He is the base of my love for Star Wars and it was so great to just go through so many Luke moments re-watching, going through them in my mind and just reconnecting to kind of my original love of Star Wars as represented by Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight, Jedi Master.
2: That's great. To dig in a little bit more I've always known, you know, clearly everyone knows you're an Obi-Wan uh, guy and who, who, who wouldn't want to be an Obi-Wan person but Luke, I, you know, we know you've t- told some great stories of you and your brother kind of divvying up figures and You get Luke and what you see, some powerful stuff you've shared about what you see in Luke and some of those themes might come up today. Did you and I I fully understand what you mean by Luke kind of was represents your early love of Star Wars, your first love. And then did you grow to Obi-Wan as the character expanded into the prequel era and all that stuff? Or was it always kind of there? Did you like the old old wizard in the desert and just kind of grew from there?
4: Yeah, I was always fascinated by the old wizard in the desert. I remember, you know, I saw A New Hope, you know, at such a young age, even when I was catching glimpses of it when it was on uh, television in the library. And I would ask to go to the library just because they'd be playing (laughs) A New Hope and I couldn't get it at home, couldn't see it any other way. Um, When Obi-Wan would say, now that's the name I've not heard in a long time, a long time. That, to me, was so cool that you could have lived a long enough life that you have these sort of weighty memories. Mm. So I was always kind of fascinated from Obi-Wan of like, what's that going to be like to be so old, to be like in your 50s <laughs> crazy? <laughs> um, uh, and so I was fascinated that way. But then I so connected with him as the the young man coming into his own uh in the prequels era in Ewan McGregor's great performance and then with the Clone Wars getting to spend more time with him and the complexity of him and fans debating whether he is hyperbole and half-truth or you know whether he is this great epitome of what a Jedi could be flaws and all, all that thing he's such a complicated character that tracks across the eras that I think that's why I've really gravitated toward him but like I said you know growing up uh it's not like I, I like Obi-Wan more now. I spend a lot of time thinking about him because there's honestly, there's more content with the Clone yeah. Wars and there's this complexity to him. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the vast majority of my life, you asked me who my favorite character was. was Luke Skywalker, beyond in, any doubt, you know, to use the, the video game parlance, he he's my main, right? Uh, Luke Skywalker was my guy. And I, but I think I spent so much time with him and his moments in the original trilogy that eventually it was sort of like, yeah, I know that, and and I go to different places, uh, and that's what I'm really feeling today. Is we got to revisit this of like he is and always will be favorite character is not even the right words for it. He's a he's a part of me, you know. Uh, mm. At least I hoped he is, uh, and yes. he's certainly been a huge part of my life. Everything from the big ideas to the little takes to just the fun nuances of Mark Hamill's performance. It's just it's it's deep in my soul.
2: God, yeah. Well, wow, that's a great, it's a great start to what we're about to talk about here today. Rank and Luke, and for me, I'll say, you know, being a Han Solo uh, kid, growing up and growing up with Han, you have a, you know, I think we have a little bit more because of Force Awakens. You get to spend some time with Old Man Han. We spend a ton of time with Old Man Luke. We're gonna talk about that, but it's for me. I just grew. It's almost like Luke into Obi Wan for you. It's like young Han into old Han for me. <laughs> journey, but for me, I you know I. Look, I'm so it was hard for me to choose. We always say that it's a joke, it's hard to choose our Star Wars ranked list. There's a lot of Luke stuff to choose, but I grew up overlooking Luke a lot in the 80s and, and even into the early 90s. Just uh, you know, and I don't know why, no real reason. And and um, it was my friendship with Mark Ellis during the early schmo's days. You know, he is a Luke Skywalker guy, he's And you ask him why, you know, and he used to when he was in Virginia, he had a license plate that said Red Five. All that kind of stuff. And he's like, you ask uh, Mark, what do you, what do you love about Luke Skywalker? And he, he just looks at you and goes, "He's the hero that saved us all." <laughs> why would you not find him interesting or or fun to watch or fun to root for or connect to? It it's it's like what's like once, once I heard that, I was like, I mean, you're right, <laughs> you're right, right. What's wrong with being not only just the hero, but kind of being, uh, even though tinged with a little darkness and some tough choices kind of being pure of heart and good intentioned. And I think that's a lot. of Luke. So yes, I love Luke.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So much to love. I'm so excited to talk about it.
2: All right. We are going to dive in five to one as always. Honorable mentions will be there. And yes, as you can imagine, a lot of honorable mentions for the best Luke Skywalker moments. Now we're saying best Luke moments. We've also focused on sp- specific lines it's a, it's, it's a different kind of ranking, best lines versus best moments. We kind of alternate, uh, but really end of the day, it's, it's the moments, the feelings, the vibes of these great Luke uh, 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 moments and situations. You guys get it, as I always say. Star Wars <laughs> Rank concept, pretty simple. Get it, got it, good. Let's begin, Joseph, with your number five. Uh, my
4: number five is a Luke Skywalker moment that for me wasn't initially like, well, of course, this is one of the big Luke Skywalker moments because uh, he's got a lot of big moments. He's got a lot of just little flavorful moments, but it's one that I you know, picked up on and then I kind of started making jokes about and I've talked a lot about on Force Center. But when I was really looking at like, who is Luke Skywalker? How, what moments do I want uh, to celebrate to kind of share my understanding of this character and why this character matters to me? This one was my first thing that came to mind is like, that's got to be on my list. Uh, My number five is from A New Hope. It is the line. It is the moment where Luke Skywalker says, I care. (laughs) (laughs) And I've always loved that line because it's just in the middle of this great uh, character interaction between the big three, between Luke, Han, and Leia. We've had a ton of fun moments. They're running around the Death Star, having uh, great adventures, having the moment of tragedy of losing Obi-Wan, escaping the ties, and then Leia's laying it out for Han in the cockpit, telling him this is what the droid is carrying. It's the plans, this uh, battle station that we just escaped. And Han makes it clear that he's not in this uh, for her revolution. He's just in it for himself. And Leia kind of storms out of the cockpit and passes Luke as he enters and says, your friend is quite a mercenary. I wonder if he really cares about anything or anybody. And great Carrie Fisher delivery. uh, And she marches away and Luke looks after her and has a little shrug and says, I care. (laughs) And it's not it's not just the expression that he cares is that he shouts it in that youthful, kind voice. And Leia makes no response. She just keeps going because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's in her moment of frustration with Han. She's in this moment of this central theme of Star Wars and a new hope about, you know, if, if you see somebody in trouble, you got to help them. If the whole galaxy is in danger, you know, action versus inaction, doing nothing like Han is proposing is also a choice. Uh, he's, he's being selfish. He's He's not taking the high road. He's not taking a risk for the greater good of everybody. And that's what's really at work. And so it's easy to just ignore Luke Skywalker going, I care. But that, to me, is the heart of the character. It's why I wanted to start my number five with that, of everything we ever see with Luke Skywalker uh, at moments where he is haunted, at moments where he makes uh, a bad choice or a reckless choice. It's never far away. He cares when he does Great good when he goes to rescue Han in *Return of the Jedi*. Uh, when he force projects to crate to uh, you know confront Kylo and let the rest of the Resistance escape at the cost of his own life, it's all because he cares. Uh, but also when he rushes off to face Vader, not understanding what the stakes are, it's because he cares about uh, Han and Leia. When he decides to go back to Dagobah to try to complete his training, it's because he cares. Uh, when he is on Octo hiding away, trying to get the strength to go through with his idea that the Jedi should end. It's because he cares. It's because he thinks that it's his fault that the Jedi have done more harm than good. Everything about Luke Skywalker, always, even when it's weakness, even when it's hubris, even when it's anger, Mm. when it's compassion, when it's defense, when it's knowledge, it all comes flowing from this place of he is, like uh, our friend Mark Ellis said, he is just ultimately good he's a good person who
2: cares mm. it's a great start it is truly the autobiography right i care the luke skywalker story <laughs> uh, and it's look at the time you know it's played there's a slight play and further there's the love triangle that never happens right there's a little bit of that a little bit of him just like boy hey, what about me it's so much more than that we always talk about the, the heart of the story is present uh, regardless of anything that went into the making of the movies, everything this, that you engage with it because it's there. And that being this thesis statement for his entire life and, and, and career. And I love that you brought up, yeah, the times that were tough. That and, and at the end of the day, he might lean towards, all right, I better find my way back into this. The force is telling me. And at the end of the day, I know I care. That's the choice I always make. And it all goes back to this moment in 77. That's powerful. It's a big, deep connection.
4: Yeah, yeah. He might get at different points in his career, grumpy or cocky or a little disillusioned, but it's never Han. He's never in the moment that Han was in that cockpit where Han's saying, yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to be selfish and, you know, not get involved. It, it's always because he cares. You know, he's on that island because he cares.
2: Great. Start to the list. The Luke Skywalker story. I <laughs> care. For me, we're starting off uh, number five. We're going to the last Jedi, and I'm putting the sequence, but this particular line as well: Luke returning to the Millennium Falcon. It was used so well in the trailer, and we all got uh, emotional and, and really excited about seeing Luke in the Falcon. And it, 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 and and a lot of that could be tied to our expectations of uh, you know Luke sitting in the Falcon and saying, "Yo, woohoo, let's go into battle," and we know that didn't happen. Uh, instead, what we got here is something I, I I would argue is more powerful. It also has um, not just nostalgia, it has a connection. And that connection to the past when Luke says, R2, R2. It's old grumpy Luke sounding the most like New Hope Luke. In this. It, is, it is, I get just happy every time I see it. It is the same guy. It is the I care guy. He's there and it's R2, his buddy, his little droid that's been through so much with him. And that whole sequence, which is powerful, because R two knows him, and R two mm-hmm. memory, and R two saying, "Hey, you're you're not got not getting involved," and and you know a funny R two swear word moment too of, "Hey, Sacred Island." That whole sequence is fun, but even though Luke is very clear, like, "I wish I could make you understand, buddy. I, I wish I could tell you I'm, I'm not coming back." Uh, he'll get there eventually, and in his own way. But I love that uh, R 2s answer to that is just like. Here's why you, you left that planet. Uh, here's why it is, is your sister. It is the cause. And I love to, that the focus on that classic line of, you know, obi and Kenobi, you're my only hope. And how now Luke just kind of in that moment, is that for them, what that means and there's bigger conversations and themes that, that the movie goes into about that question or that idea of, of him being the only hope I just, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite little moments wrapped up in that bubble wrap of nostalgia, Luke on the Falcon, just the sounds, just seeing it and all the memories. You can see Luke probably like, oh, this is where I said I care. Oh, wow. Hey, oh wait, <laughs> I do care. And I love it. And that's what I hear every time I hear R2, R2 it gets me happy. I love it. Yeah,
4: no, I think that's absolutely great. And I totally agree with you. There's that he he is so uh, upset. He is so wrestling with, you know, he's already wrestling with uh, trying to bring up the strength to actually burn down the tree and go through with his uh, convictions. And then here comes this uh, young woman and he sees in her, you know, himself from the past this, you know, uh, a little naive, a little overeager. Uh, not understanding the complexity of the battle she's in and it brings it all back to him and he's mourning Han he's got so much on his back in that moment and just for a second it all disappears because the joy of seeing his old buddy R2 is just really beautiful Uh, just great delivery uh, by Mark Hamill and I love yeah that the sassy R2 (laughs) swearing great comedy and then Yeah, I love that hologram because I think it's really directly connecting to Ray saying, you know, your sister sent me here with hope. Uh, She at least, you know, deserves to know why there isn't hope. Uh, So you you get that connection to the word hope. And obviously seeing that hologram is going to connect Luke to that moment when he saw it. And, you know, he was pretty much, you know, uh, blasters blazing the princess. We got to help her. Uh but also casting himself as Obi Wan. Like what if Obi Wan got that message back in the day on Tatooine? It's like nah. Mm-hmm. I you know, I I let down the whole galaxy, you know, mm-hmm. I failed and Anakin turned to the dark side. Uh, yeah, just sit here. Luke, you shouldn't do anything. Thanks for visiting my hut. Be careful out there, go home. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. What, what, what if uh, Obi Wan had just gone off to Chalmans and was like, I'm getting a drink. No, don't bother me.
4: Yeah, yeah. You got your droid's arm fixed. Uh, get the hell out and go home. That's who you're being right now, Luke Skywalker. You know, and, and gets him to that point where, like, all right, I'll at least tell you what the force really is and, and why, he, yeah. you know, uh, I've got issues with it. Uh, so, yeah, great choice.
2: We're off and running here. We got Luke in his thesis statement. Luke looking back to this thesis statement through the eyes of his good. Friend. Now we're up to number four, sir. What do you got? Uh, my number four is a powerful
4: moment. It's a moment of failure. I wanted to include this. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is such a big movie for me, and I absolutely love Luke Skywalker. ton of great Luke Skywalker moments. We're going to hear more from Empire Strikes Back, but uh, a part of Luke's journey, an important part of Luke's journey is, is his failure is the reminder that he can be overeager. he can always be staring at the horizon he does have a temptation to just solving everything uh by swinging that lightsaber and have a the same anger in him that his father did the same fear of losing his friends or his loved ones that his father did and empire does a great job of reminding us of all of that so i did want to include you know a favorite moment of uh of failure Hmm. and i am using is number four my favorite luke skywalker moment is losing his hand his lightsaber and learning the truth uh line wise it's it's hard to make a list of big luke skywalker moments without including uh no no that's not true that's impossible no no um there's so much in this whole area that i could include um There's some moments of the lightsaber fight that are super cool that I think Luke actually does like a cool move that, you know, part of me is like, "Ah, I'd like to celebrate that. But I feel like in order to really celebrate his character, you got to celebrate this moment because it reminds you that, uh, you know, failing is how we grow. Uh, Being impatient uh, can be a danger. And those things are not always bad. They're just a part of who Luke is. Uh, He thought he was the good guy who needed to go kill the bad guy with the sword. And that was not the fight he was in at all with Vader. It was an emotional battle. Vader was not ever going to kill him. And he was always going to actually win the fight no matter what in that. No, no, that's not true. That's impossible. The reaction to that father thing is for Luke. I think the key moment of empire strikes back, it is the realization that the battle he's in is so much more complicated than he thought that his place in the galaxy is so much more complicated than he thought that it, it can't just totally be uh, the bad guy versus the good guy. Mm. Uh, so that is the reason that it's so important to me of this of great sort of spiritual moment where he, he must, he, in order to have that uh, that passionate response, he, he must feel... You know, Vader says, you know, search your feelings, you know it to be true. Like he does right on some deep level. He does feel that connection and realize like, well, if that's what my father became, the person I started out on this journey to be, and that's what he is. This is so much more complicated. So it's so powerful, so emotional. Uh, And then on top of it, there's so much of Luke Skywalker's journey that can be traced by when he accepts the blade. When he throws the blade aside, when he loses the blade, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's powerful, not just that his father defeated him and he made this powerful revelation that complicates and changes everything, but it's also like, hey, you have this illusion that everything is about hitting each other with swords and that's what this battle is about. And uh, I I just relieved you of that illusion. (laughs) The sword is literally gone and you have to face the truth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. nice way to say it, huh, Vader? (laughs) <laughs> wow, I, I, lo- I love that you included this. I, I just love when when stories teach you just as much, if not more from the mistakes of the characters or the failures or the losses of the characters. I, I, I just think that's really important and sometimes overlooked. We want our characters to win. We want them to make the right choices. We want to feel good when we're watching them. And sometimes uh, you got to go to the depths with them to really learn about yourself. Even in these moments we we've talked about, Luke's journey in, in, in a simple structure, right? Uh, I, I, I find out I, I'm meant for more. I want to be meant for more. I found out maybe I'm meant for more. I want to go be a great warrior. Like my father, my, my second teacher says wars not make one great. And I don't really agree with him. I go off to be a hero and I get my butt kicked and I have to figure out in the end to throw down my blade. Right. That, that that's, that's the elevator pitch of, let me tell you the story about this Skywalker kid. so you need this you need this moment and it's underrated maybe not underrated I think back in the day maybe maybe because I overlooked Luke a lot in the late 80s early 90s Hamill's just right here just screaming from the gut um playing it so well and it's and it's it's just it just gets you it's 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 really a low low moment and I think you're right he's you know it's like when I reach for the you know, the, the the microwavable burritos and they're done. I'm like, no, I know it. I see it. I see the answer. I can't accept it. And I got to move past it. So uh, not to undercut the importance of this with a, uh, well, frozen burritos are important, but yeah, a uh, great choice. You got to yeah. go, got to go low to get high. Got to go low to get
4: high. And I think the frozen burrito thing is great because, yeah, there's all this emotional truth. I love the the choice to play it big, right? Um, and I think Hamill does an amazing job, and it makes it operatic, and it makes it no doubt that this is deeply painful. His entire understanding of the world has just been ripped apart, uh, and that's what you get from playing it uh, as big as you do. But it's also what's made it one of the iconic lines, and, it's, and that's a part of the fun of it as we walk through culture, too, of, you know, I, I remember doing a, uh, a trivia contest, uh, a science fiction trivia contest where they played one of those games where we're going to uh, describe a movie, but we're going to describe it in an entirely different context and you have to guess the movie. And mm-hmm. one of the questions was about Empire Strikes Back. And it was like uh, a father um, offers his son to join the family business uh, and the son says, no way. Uh, and you know, his father has to give him a hand or something, or he even has to give his father a hand for it or something like that. And
1: yeah. for some
4: reason it just didn't get it. It's not the way I think about empire strikes back. It was clever. The entire audience got it, but myself and none of the other three Uber star Wars fans I was playing with on our team of four got it. <laughs> and everybody was like screaming. I was like, you don't get it. And I didn't get it because I don't think of empire that way. Uh, obviously that's it. And when I said, we don't know, uh, then when he's like, it's Empire Strikes Back, I responded by screaming, no, no, it's not true. That's impossible. Uh, <laughs> and that, that line lives in that sort of cultural yeah. moment of it, it's a fun thing to play with as is, is well, because we all know it. That's not true. That's impossible is just such an iconic line, uh, even when just having a fun discussion about trivia contest or burritos.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Luke would understand. He appreciates a burrito. Wow, we're off. We're we're going great here on this list. Great number four. Uh, We are in the depths with Luke. We'll go to my number four, and we'll go a little bit earlier. And it's interesting you're talking about that saber, and when it comes to Luke and how he wields it and what he thinks about it. I am going to the Wampa cave when Luke calls the lightsaber uh, to him, and the slow jostling loose from the snow, the sounds, and the it's it slides over to him, and he saves saves himself by that poor. Innocent wampa just looking for a snack. <laughs> so one of the reasons I'm really choosing this moment is it's, it's, it speaks to me on, on, a, on a higher, you know, intellectual level now or a deeper level. And, and and I'm always at the end of the bar taking a shot, talking about my love of Star Wars. But I also love connected to the the real gut level reactions he had as a kid. This is one of the most inspiring moments for me seeing it. And if you want to talk about you know seven eight nine year old thinking, well, if I concentrate really hard, maybe I can have force powers too. We get that TV remote over or, or everything like that. <laughs> it's you know it's a it's a fun little cute joke I'm making, but really as a kid, I always looked at this moment at the possibilities. And no one, you know, I'd seen did see this. I saw the movies a little bit out of order, but I saw Empire after I saw New Hope, and and uh, and I, so I I knew what it meant, you know. Mm -hmm. and the lessons and him in this moment. And and he's been on quite a journey. Now we know with some of the canon comics, the crazy little adventures he's had between new hope and empire and use that lightsaber a lot. I totally get it. But this is, I think it still lines up this emotionally to this moment because it is, uh, it is him finally taking a breath and leaning into what he feels about the force and not just what he's learned about it, but what he's capable of when he really just calms his mind, calms his soul and, and reaches out truly with the force, not trying to be that hero that I think between us, and, and I'm really drawn on the comics here. He goes on a lot of crazy adventures and he learns a lot of lessons. If You've read the ca- Canon comics, but there is a little bit of Luke's out to save the galaxy, right? And yeah. Being the warrior, being the hero. So now even then I can look at it and that, but I can never escape what it meant to me as a kid. This was just pure imagination, pure fantasy. And I saw it as Luke, the hero. So I don't know it was there at the start. I don't know why I kicked dirt over that. It was, it was Han. Han made me kick dirt over Luke. But I, I felt that lesson. And this was a playground moment. This was me wanting to reach out. And I always tell the, the silly story of trying to convince a friend of mine to be Lando during our research, re, re, uh, recess session. And he didn't want to. And I was like, well, Lando has some force powers. He can call a lightsaber to him. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So this is, works on that level, too. And, it, and it's Luke in the cave calling the lightsaber.
4: Yeah, I'm really glad you included this moment. And I think the way that you're highlighting it is just spot on to what it means to me is you can see that Luke is, is grown, right? You can see that he's on the right path. Uh, we know, you know, if you watch A New Hope. You know, we know that he has tapped into the force uh, in some way uh, to get to make that, you know, one in a million shot to destroy the Death Star. But this is you're really seeing it on screen. And I think what is super powerful about it and what inspired, you know, millions of kids and still to this day, probably inspiring them to, you know, run outside and try to pick up a stick with their mind like I did, is the way it's constructed is he is in that in between place where he has that power, but he's learning it. And his first instinct is to struggle and strain and be, you know, rigid and tight. And then he immediately reminds himself, no, 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 no calm down and tap into that greater power and then it comes flying to him and I jiggles and flies and and just that thrill of like the power is real the fantasy is real and it it gets into a kid's imagination you don't have to be analytical about it you just see it and you feel it and you feel that reminder that you have that power and you could tap into it and just the wonderful fantasy of it
2: Mm. yeah move that stick as you as you say and wrote i mean it's it's so powerful yeah and it's said it's that simple stuff and uh and it, and it and it lines up and if you don't read those comics i'm talking about it doesn't matter this is this is luke picking up right where you last saw him in 1977 it still works and it's a historic moment uh not for the wampa though uh we'll see uh so that is my number four uh we're gonna move up to your number three uh, my number three is another big lightsaber
4: action moment. And I think this is a hero moment as we go through, we can, you know, trace moments of uh, failure of hubris of doubt of pain. Uh, then we can really trace a lot of just fist pumping. Luke Skywalker is the hero moments. This is for me, I think one of the best I am a hero moments. And this is uh, Luke rescuing everyone from Jabba's palace with some help, of course, but I'm going in particular to the moment where they are on the skiff and there's that great shot uh, from beneath that really casts uh, Luke Mm. as the hero. You're looking up at him. Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. Mm. Jabba laughs at that. He gets, uh, you know, uh, prodded to the end of the plank and does the great, amazing uh, salute to R2. Lightsaber hilt comes up. The flip. And the big Jedi spin and the big Jedi catch of the lightsaber. Yeah. And then, of course, just the cherry on top of this Luke Skywalker moment is that look of like, hey, great. I got my lightsaber. We're in business. It's not quite a smile. It's just a like, hey, all right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what I really love about it is, you know, we've already seen him in Return of the Jedi. Uh, he... He both physically and emotionally got his butt kicked in Empire Strikes Back, and you're wondering what Luke is going to come back. And we are introduced to a confident uh, Luke. He easily gets into Jabba's palace. He struggles a little bit, but he certainly does defeat that rancor. He's clearly got Jedi power, but he's totally surrounded, totally outnumbered. It's utterly laughable that he could do anything about this situation. So it's got this fist-pumping quality of... don't underestimate me. You know, that's what a lot of this has been about. This is one of the reasons that I am, you know, the next great hope is because this is actual power. Uh, Being a Jedi is actual power to wield or to not wield. Mm. And you're getting him to see him wield that power. You're getting to see that the triumph of that blade. You know, it was introduced to us as, you know, this is a weapon of a Jedi knight. Uh, defenders of peace and justice and he's rescuing his friends he's being noble about it he's using that sword you know like our our romantic notion of a knight using the sword and the reason that i really like it that i can really go on board with it is it it doesn't feel like uh simple ass kicking Mm -hmm. because the whole beginning of this movie is well Lando will get in there uh Leil will get in there and try to sneak him out. Uh, Han offered him money. I'll come in. I'll offer him <laughs> to yeah. you know bargain again. Anything. And he keeps asking and asking and saying, I don't want this to be violent. I'll pay you. you. You know, your lost money plus something else. Just let my friend go. Please just let my friend go. Tries the mind tricks. Everything. And so you're really seeing this Jedi philosophy of violence is an absolutely last resort and he offers it that one last time this is your last chance free us or die and you could just look at it as like cool that's an ass kicking moment free us Mm -hmm. or die great line then he spins and flips and he gets his lightsaber and he kicks ass and he does and that's all great but it's all at the end of this journey of i don't want to do this and i will only do it if it's the absolutely last resort and then he does because it is the last resort
2: Absolutely. And it's so deep and, and, and it works for me. This was the sequence that really pulled me in uh, seeing it in the trailer. It is Luke it definitely igniting the green kind of begins here. And so it works on that. But you're, you're right. You trace it and you and you the DNA of Star Wars. We always talk about it goes to that moment. It goes to the choice. And as you're as you're talking about it, I mean, who doesn't anyone listening to Four Center right now probably has that scene in their head? Because not only this Jabba laugh, there's that like distant, echoey laugh from everyone on the sale barge. <laughs> and it's kind of like, ah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They're drinking and celebrating and it and it's and the music and the oh, oh it's such a great moment. And you can um, enjoy it on that. Cause it is it, I I always say it's kind of like Luke going full Jedi, even though that's not necessarily right. But especially if you're young, it's like, yes, this is what I've been told is is being a Jedi because you, you, you're not listening because you're young. You just want to go on the playground But then, and, and and Luke, I think, as he continues to lose, learn uh, as he goes to face Vader, this ain't going to work with Vader and Palpatine. And it's the bigger lessons to learn. But go to this moment. It's uh, a full strength Luke doing what you said kicking ass but there is a lot more to it and it's fun to watch and you can really analyze it and that's just a great line man jabba this is your last chance free us or die oof right yeah and it's it's that's not anger
4: right it's not mm-hmm. like i i'm mad at you for what you did to me and my friends and i'm going to kick your ass it's just it's defense it's like uh you, you took my friend and i i do need him back <laughs> because he's my friend and I care. And so I will do the coolest big flip, catch the lightsaber, ignite it, and let's go. It's uh, I love that moment so much from so many different levels. From the little kid, my hero is, you know, triumphant uh, to the deeper meaning.
2: Yeah, look, George is going to pull you in. I'll give you some flippity-flop, swashbuckling, uh, you know, Errol Flynn, Douglas Fairbanks fun going on here. But, hey. Stay, stay a while. You're going to learn some things. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. So Luke, Luke gives Jabba a choice, which slides into my number three. We're going to Battlefront 2. Oh, Cad, you going to that scene again? Yes, I am. I, I'm going through it so much that even in, in dividing up the, the list, Joseph, you knew I was going to talk about this. You knew I was going to <laughs> bring, right?
4: Yep. I didn't even put it on my list because I knew <laughs> you'd take care of it.
2: I love it. Battlefront 2, the Pileo... Level now you know on that pilio uh, level you're what do you get know, the skritters you're you're chopping up and you know it's an interesting level but you get to be Luke and Delmico's there and all those kind of things but there's the the subline that I love that's underrated because that's why I love this whole sequence when they're in the uh, Emperor's vault and Delmico raised on Coruscant fighting for the Empire kind of has this point of view of you know the dastardly Jedi they caused all those problems and Palpatine got got rid of them I'm paraphrasing all of it. But when the uh, when the force opens up that uh, storage facility there, um, the the, the rent a space Palpatine's got on. Adele's <laughs> just kind of like, huh, what? And, and has that question about why would anything Palpatine have be sensitive to the force or need the force to open it? And Luke just comes back with a great line: "Now uh, I'm telling you that as a boy on Coruscant, you were frightened of the wrong thing." That's great. It's it's kind of a, a it's insightful line. It's chilling in its own way of just how Palpatine just successfully twisted that narrative, um, starting from the safe and secure society speech, all the way up through this this time period, the the, the twenty years between uh, that and um, a little bit more than twenty years going going after Endor here. So I love that that itself. Uh, I'll, I'll break this up there. You, you, uh, that line itself. What does it mean to you? Do you have any reaction to that one, Joseph?
4: Yeah, that one hit me like a ton of bricks uh, mm-hmm. in a great way, and yeah, that the, the, there's a bunch going on here. As a video game level, yeah, you're just Luke Skywalker, just crushing bugs, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. uh,
4: and and earlier, you know, taking out the troopers who are shooting at you and all that. Uh, but then once you get to the cutscenes and the dialogue, it is gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I really loved about this is exactly what you're saying: we get to really see in a moment between characters the power of the propaganda of the Sith that Palpatine vilified the Jedi. He really turned them into that other that dictators need the people to be afraid of while totally obscuring the truth that he was also a Force user. And I love that Luke doesn't just turn and give him like, here is the Wikipedia article of the actual history
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> of the
4: fall of the Jedi and the rise of the Empire. He just, uh, I've been saying this a lot in terms of this idea of teaching. He just opens the door so Del Mico can walk through if he wants to or not. And it's such a great, concise, a little bit cocky, and I like that side of Luke Skywalker, he's a little bit cocky sometimes, mm-hmm. of saying, yeah, no, you should never have been afraid of the Jedi, and in fact, maybe you might want to look into What other kind of force user might Palpatine have been? And should you maybe have been more concerned about that? Why don't you look into that? I'm going to go about my business.
2: I'm going to go collect this compass. And of course, the sequence goes on and it ends with uh, the line of lines, uh, the the, the main event of the sequence here where... uh, you know, Dell's saying, you know, I I I see things that the Empire does wrong. I I I get it. I get it. And, and it all comes down to Luke saying, you know, uh, a choice, uh, a a choice to be better. So, uh, that's powerful, and and it and it really affected me. And uh, you got Walt Williams, Mitch Dyer wrote this scene, and and it affected me because you look back on you you know, we got Last Jedi, which changes and causes. A lot of problems for some people. And I I still know friends who kind of struggle with the message. And I'm not talking about, you know, whether you like the movie or not, but just there's a message there that I think hits people. It hits people hard because it causes you to look back. And I'm, I'm really speaking to myself here of looking back at what you just talked about, the Jabba moment. That's an ass kicking moment, but it begins with a choice. Luke gives Jabba that choice. And here it is. That's the core of of some of the the messaging in Star Wars, and then it changed my expectations of Delmico's gonna switch sides. He's gonna you know join the rebellion. Uh, he and I, Versio, right? And it's like that's a real simple on the surface level. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna change teams, but this just it doesn't it it, it just hit me in the way they did it. it. It's so simple. There's the big things, and you can watch the Alderaan being blown up, or maybe it's medical frigates being blown up and you can be moved by that but really at the end of the day Luke's just saying he, he doesn't even tell him he doesn't he tells like whoa, whoa, whoa I, I should not join the empire and Luke doesn't say uh, or, or I should you know join the rebellion Luke doesn't say yeah I need you to join the rebellion he just says that's a choice for you to make and, and your heart's going to tell you and, and and the change is going to come from your heart yeah and that's where it really hit me is kind of it isn't surface level. Wikipedia Delmico joined because he saw this and he reacted to it this way. It's so emotional, and it's so spiritual, and that's why I love this scene. And I go back to it and I talk about it over and over again until you're all. Also- <laughs> love it. It's really good.
4: Yeah, I really I think what's so powerful about it to me is that it brings a lot of these big ideas down to like this uh personal intimate interaction between these these two people, and uh, mm-hmm. does successfully pull the video game playing in because you're having the fun. Uh, being Luke Skywalker and force pushing the stormtroopers and, you know, shooting their blaster fire uh, back at the Imperials. And, uh, you know, Del Mico has that line. I'm paraphrasing because I haven't played in a while. of Like, you know, you know, why didn't you, uh, you know, Luke freeze him. Right. Uh, and he's like, why didn't you, you know, hurt me? I saw what you did back there. And he's like, you know, they didn't give me a choice. You did. And I think that's what it really gets down to that. The free us or die the whole Jabba walk of like, here's the deal, you're, uh, you're hurting people or me, I'm asking you not to, I'm asking you to meet me halfway, and your response is to just say no, so then I, I, I guess I'll have to take an action, I don't want to, but I'm asking you to meet me halfway, and the power of kind of Del Miko mm-hmm. experiencing that, and saying, I asked you to meet me halfway, and you said yes, so I have no grudge with you, um, think about what you want in life, bye, <laughs> Yeah. <literally. laughs> figure it out for yourself, you know, it's just, it's, it's really beautiful.
2: Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. And and, and in a video game and and a video game that some people uh, didn't like, you know, like it it just, the stories are everywhere. And this is why modern star Wars does a great job for my money. And they got my money uh, to (laughs) connect to the space level stuff that was always there. And I'm sorry, it was always there. And you may have seen the original trilogy and you just focused on ass kicking Luke ignite in the green that was there as well, but this is there, it's present, and this is a lesson. This was a lesson for me, even in 2017, playing playing the game. So uh, there you go. That's my number three, a choice, a choice to be better. But what is your choice for number two, Joseph?
4: Uh, my number two is Luke Skywalker passes his Jedi trials. At least that's my interpretation Of what's happening. Uh, This is, I think, going to be featured on almost every list of great Luke Skywalker moments. It is uh, the entire moment where Luke has his epiphany for me, where he sees his father's severed hand. He sees his own mechanical hand. He uh, realizes that he does not want to continue down the path of violence, continue down the path of the dark side, particularly violence that arises from uh, anger and arises from fear. Vader threatened him and said, I'll do uh, you know, I, I will turn your sister to the dark side. And Luke is falling for exactly what his father fell for, this uh, uh, fear of losing a loved one. Not the actual uh, moment where the loved one might be lost and you would raise your blade to, to block the blow to save them, but the fear of it happening in the future, giving yourself permission to lash out in the present. He recognizes that he is going down the same path of his father and he will be nothing but the scars of war the same as his father with that great hand moment, and then says, never, throws the blade aside, I'll never turn to the dark side, you failed, your highness, I am a Jedi, like my father before me, head nod back to his father in case anybody had any doubt of who his father was. Uh, So we've talked a lot about this moment, Ken, and I do really love um, so much about it, the symbolism of, you know, in this battle, in this moment, I'm not going to win by fighting, I'm not going to win anybody, when any battles or convince anybody of anything by swinging this saber, I'm just going to take myself to a dark place that I don't want to go. Sometimes the right choice is to just throw aside the, the blade. Uh, and that's a, a great choice. A great message for sometimes a victory comes through pacifism. Mm-hmm. I think I call it his Jedi trial because I think this is why Yoda is saying in order for you to be a Jedi, one thing remains, you must confront your father because it is not just all about the Galactic War. It's not about the, can the Jedi ever overthrow the Sith? It is about Luke's personal journey with his father and how he feels about him and the symbolism of his father. Uh, The older I get and I rewatch these movies, I just marvel at how great and concise and specific Luke's journey is as tied to his father. Obi-Wan tells him about his father uh, as this great Jedi Knight uh, when Luke decides to leave Tatooine, he says he wants to learn the ways of force and become a Jedi, like uh, my father, we catch up with him again, and Empire strikes back and Yoda asks him, "Why do you want to be a jedi and Luke says in an, an almost kind of disinterested, just brushing it off way, oh, mostly because of my father i guess he 's not examining it for what it means it 's just been this goal that he is uh, he 's shooting for, and then he learns the complexity of who his father is. He tries to save his father and then here is his jedi trial where he has to face his father the actual individual and the image of what his father has become either this twisted person full of violence and hate or this good person this noble jedi who was anakin skywalker and i love that in this moment luke passes his jedi trial and he doesn't need yoda he doesn't need obi-wan to tell him he doesn't need his you know father anakin to return and say you did it son he knows that he has passed his Jedi trial because this is what it was coming face to face with his own legacy, with the own, his own potential for violence or potential for anger and hatred and saying no to it. Saying nothing is more important than me saying no to the darkness and yes to the light. And he's accomplished that goal that he told Obi-Wan that he wanted to go on on Tatooine in A New Hope and he is finally a Jedi like his father before him.
2: Mm. And it, yeah, I love that highlight. You, you don't need, you don't need force ghost Yoda or force ghost Obi-Wan showing up to help him in the fight or give him the message. He knows, he knows, he feels it. It's there. It's present. The journey is complete. Uh, we've talked about the context of the time, the big buff heroes of the day. And here is, uh, here's Luke, uh, just normal man making his way through the, uh, mythic journey, throwing down the weapon. He, uh, he thought he needed to use the whole time, right? In this particular moment, it's just powerful and it's simple, you know. I, I, I don't think Lawrence Kasdan and and uh, you know, Gary Kurtz and Empire and Howard Kazanjian and uh, Return of the Jedi and George and Richard Marquand—they're they're sitt- sitting down, and it's not—it's—it's it's there. They're like, "Here's here's what it is, right? <laughs> it's all there, it's yeah, all there. yeah. Going this and that, it's there."
4: Yeah, it's about Luke's journey, but it's also just about the power of that choice. You know, we talk about redemption a lot with Vader or in Kylo Ren, and I think a lot of us get tripped up on that word redemption because it can imply forgiveness. And I think, you know, Luke's been trying to get through to his father because he senses that goodness. He senses the goodness that we know is there, that he knows is there, and he's trying to get through to it, and he gets kind of close, but he just can't get through. And I really feel in this moment it is an acceptance of I believe that good is there, and I want to win with compassion. I don't know if I'll win. My Vader might get up and kill me. Uh, mm-hmm. The Emperor might kill me, but I don't care. I'm going to choose the light in this moment, and what's so important to me in this moment is compassion and mercy. It's not forgiveness. It's not like, Dad, you know, it's fine, all the things you did. It is just I don't want to be what you became. I won't lash out at you. I will show you mercy. I will show you compassion. And that faith that the light can be enough, that compassion and mercy can be more powerful than hate and anger. That's also boiled up in this moment. And it's just such a huge personal and philosophical triumph for Luke and the light side.
2: Mm. And it's big. It's so big, and that's not even our number one. And later <laughs> after the break, we're going to put one moment in the Hall of Fame, but that is some powerful stuff. That's your number two. And then speaking of mercy and maybe not giving up on his father, but kind of letting it happen, letting the force lead everything forward, uh, we're going to my number two. We're going to Crate, and we're going to Luke appearing, not showing up, but appearing, as we learned shortly after this moment, to Leia, PO, and the whole team there. And this is the final conversation he has with uh, uh, Leia on screen. Uh, we know, uh, if you read the uh, the novel *Rise of Skywalker*, they do have some communications uh, from beyond the grave. This is our moment as a fan uh, to to as fans collectively to sit with Luke and Leia together on screen. His final appearance with her, and it's it, it, you know. You're watching it in the theater, the real world with Carrie Fisher's passing is in your brain. It's in your heart, and you're affected by that. But it also works as characters. And I'm highlighting the line no one is ever really gone, which I would say is one of the signature lines of the sequel trilogy. And yes, you can use it in a trailer to set up Palpatine.
4: <laughs>
2: but going to this moment, and I've, I've kept going, I, 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 especially between eight and nine in that time period where I'm looking at this moment and being like, will Kylo Ben be saved? Will he be redeemed? And, and Luke feels I'm not here to turn him, but that's Luke kind of saying that's my journey and Leia feeling. Yeah. I know my son is gone and Luke counters with no one is ever really gone. Uh, and what that actually means and how it was easy, especially for me, I got caught up with like, I guess Luke can't be the one to do it. He must die. um, so I, mean, I just I go back to the scene a lot and it stands out to me and it works for me as a fan just on, again, seeing them together on screen. And I know, you know, you can go you can go into it of, you know, we didn't see more of them together on, on screen, which, uh, you know, might burn some people about the sequel trilogies. And I really do respect that take and I understand it fully. Mm-hmm. But you have the moments you do have, including Luke on the Falcon with R2 and this one, just have that much more just oomph for me. And I go back to this scene a lot, and it's sweet, and it's tender, and it's funny. But because of this line, no one has ever really gone. It's powerful and fuels the story going forward. So uh, I'm going to Luke on Crate, giving this message to Leia.
4: Yeah, I think that's a great to pick out that moment, to pick out that line. That line is so beautiful and peaceful and bittersweet and hopeful uh, from Luke, and it does such heavy lifting because uh, it's it's talking about Han, right? Because the dice are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, and that is wonderful setup for what he later tells uh, Kylo slash Ben of, you know, you're, if you strike me down in anger, I'll be with you always, just like your father, which really sets up how much just the memory of his father is going to mean to Ben in The Rise of Skywalker it is that moment of sort of bonding over that mutual loss uh, between uh, him and Leia of Han. It's definitely explicitly about Ben. uh, And I think for me, I've always really taken that as, you know, Luke says, you know, I've come to confront him. I can't save him. And I really like that because uh, I know some people don't understand how Luke could see good invader and try to bring him back to light, light, but he couldn't try with his nephew. And, I understand uh, that perspective. But for me, it's always been like, I'm the one who failed him. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to listen to me about trying to come back to the light. But he might listen to Han. Mm -hmm. He might listen to you. And I think saying, I can't bring him back, but no one's ever really gone, uh, is is giving Leia hope. And I think that's particularly powerful. Because that's so been the theme of, of Star Wars, but in particularly, really explicitly, The Last Jedi, that Leia is the bearer of hope. And mm-hmm. she's trying to pass that on to Poe, and she's just starting to succeed in that idea of, you know, we have to survive because we're the spark. You know, we're the hope. Uh, and it's really explicit about, like, the hope has gone out of the galaxy. Nobody's answering our call. And here comes Luke to basically just give his sister uh, some, some hope, you know. She yeah. sent Rey to that island to find Luke with some hope. And she's just about lost it, probably the lowest moment for Leia in in the entire arc of the Skywalker saga. And there's her her brother to try to give her some some of that hope that she's always carried back.
2: Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which. um, Yeah, because you're right. Something you said about Leia sending Ray out there and Ray does have that little exchange about, you know. You know, basically, you've not coming back. Leia needs to know why. <laughs> you know, just like
4: at the very least, yeah. yeah, at
2: the very least, and how it connects. But yeah, yeah, no, you, you're, you're so right. And just the idea of you can't overlook the fact that Luke knows he failed Ben, and and the way that that tore Luke up and and just destroyed him in a way, and and sent him to the island, right or wrong. But just um, it's a very realistic take, and it feeds back into you know some of the stuff uh, you and i love uh, about force awakens about you know han being like ah, if luke can't do it it's like well you you here have a have a card up your sleeve with your uncle <laughs> over luke and that's powerful and and it uh pays respects to that too so no one is ever really gone even if it's palpatine but then he's gone and he'll be gone <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, So that is my number two. We are going to take a quick break on the other side of the break. We are going to induct a scene into the Star Wars Ranked Hall of Fame, talk about some honorable mentions, and give our number one choices for the best Luke Skywalker moments here on Star Wars Ranked.
1: Go to bluenile.com and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code Listen at bluenile.com for fifty dollars off. Bluenile.com code Listen.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.
2: To Star Wars, ranked. Me and Joseph Scrimshaw are looking at the best Luke Skywalker moments in Star Wars. I guess you could count the Muppet Show as that as well. Uh, we'll do that on another Star Wars Rank. But this is the 100th episode of Star Wars ranked. We've been doing this for a while now, and it is uh, just a lot of fun to you know ranking. We love ranking things, but it's uh, fun to focus on uh, what these moments, these individual moments. Specific moments mean to us as fans then, now, and what they'll mean to us in the future too. Some of these will live on, but we have to, from time to time. There's just moments or choices that are so big we believe they belong in the Star Wars Ranked Hall of Fame. And Joseph, today we are inducting Luke Skywalker and the Tatooine twin sons. The look and the, the wanderlust, uh, the the desire for adventure featured in A New Hope going in what do you think about this
4: yeah and the music you know the incredibly powerful force theme Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes when i watch a new hope more recently i sort of marvel at the you know some executive could have said what's that for cut that out it doesn't serve any narrative purpose he's just looking at the sun so what it's such a beautiful and poetic moment it is so short but so powerful and just tells us what this is it is a kid dreaming of adventure but also, kind of on this deep, soulful way, knowing that there's something more out there. I, I have power. I have belonging, and someday I'll find it. And it's just so great and so powerful.
2: Yeah, and 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 the look Luke goes through, kind of a triple take of I want to be out there. I don't belong out there. Yeah, maybe I'll get out there. There's a lot of things going on in Luke's face. There, I think outside of the story, I, I do think the genius of the scene is it really is George just saying yep this could be modesto this could be Bakersfield, fresno it could be toledo it doesn't matter anywhere in the world you're listening you're watching this story this is going to connect with you and that's why an entire generation particularly the younger uh, kids and and each generation going forward would connect to this moment it's so real world it is so graduating high school or you know. Something's junior high. A moment where you wish you're farther along the path. Uh, even now, if you're like, man, I, I see, I see where I want to get to, and I'm not there yet. All those things. It's very real world, and I think that's the genius of uh, George put in there. And and yes, so glad uh, no one. Uh, I don't think Laddie would, but no one at 20 Century <laughs> didn't say, yeah, cut that for time.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're so right on with the real world impact, and I think you know so many people uh so many star wars fans have that moment like for me i'd staring out my window of my bedroom in north minneapolis at a gray snowy uh kind of no life in the sky day and in my heart of hearts seeing the twin suns and knowing that's the moment of like i don't want to be here i i want to be out there i want to be a part of the world and so
2: powerful yep it definitely works and that's why it is in our star wars ranked hall of fame cuz it's so important so powerful we just know we're going to talk about it and it allows other moments to have their moment in the twin sons. But before we get to our number one choices, we are going to go to our honorable mentions, a lot to choose from, sir, roll through some of them that you have down.
4: Yeah. So uh, catching the lightsaber in the rise of Skywalker. I know this is a controversial one. People who don't like the rise of Skywalker. It's uh, one of the moments that bumps for them. Uh, for me, it all, it all tracks quite well because Luke, did pick up the blade, as it were, at the end of Last Jedi. Uh, And a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. I I really like the way Hamill delivers that because it—it's he's. I feel like he's kind of making fun of like, yeah, no, I I am in a different place than when you first came to this island, Ray, and I'm acknowledging that. But in particular, uh, I really like the, what are you doing?
1: Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. great. Uh, Even when he is, you know, in this place as a Force spirit where he is more clear and resolved on the purpose and the path of the Jedi and his own purpose that he still got a little bit of that grump, like, come on, what are you up? What are you, what are you thinking? Right. Sit down. Come on, kid. Like, I really like that delivery.
2: Yeah, it's great. And yeah, 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 yeah. We won't go too far down the path of controversy on that scene. It just, it, it is, it's because Luke even says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he says basically, yeah, yeah, you were right. (laughs) You were right.
4: Yeah, she okay. says I'm going to do what you did, and he was saying I was wrong. It was fear that kept me on this island. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah. The another moment of that I really like in Empire, a moment of of totally relatable failure, is you know he's the warrior. You're reading those comic books. He has been in a lot of bad scrapes. He's been you know mm-hmm. hunted by uh, yeah Imperials, bounty hunters, all sorts of weirdos. Uh, and then when Yoda is sending him into the cave of evil and says, "Your weapons, you will not need them." He's putting on that big. Belto weapons and he gives him that look over the shoulder like yeah right Muppet (laughs) Uh, I I think I know better I don't go anywhere without my weapons it's such a great take and it's such a great setup Um, going back to young uh, naive wanting adventure Luke I love how youthful he is in A New Hope and one of those moments is when he's playing with that T-16 Skyhopper model you know it's like even when he can't actually be in his actual T-16 he has a model in his garage to play with you know (laughs)
2: <laughs> talk, about, talk about real world, yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's like, well, the, is that the first Star Wars toy? Is actually the one that Luke Skywalker plays with? Um, just for a, a really cool moment, because right, I think it has affected me so much, is the uh, a lot of great uh, taking down of hoods, hood reveals in Star Wars, but uh, in Return of the Jedi, you know, when he brings the hood down, you will bring Captain Solo and the Wookiee to me. You know, it is Hero Luke Skywalker, he has come into his own, he is powerful. And I can't even count the number of uh, comedy sketches I've written just so I can do a, a flip the hood down like Luke Skywalker. I mean, you know, Obi Wan's done it before him, but that was Luke's. So that was the he became a Jedi na- Knight. Now he's got the hood and everything and he pulls it down. It's so cool. Such a huge impact. Just kind of aesthetically for me. Mm, um, yeah, uh, I'm his delivery of I'm sorry to Yoda in Return of the Jedi when Yoda says, you know, not. Uh, unfortunate not yet ready for the burden were you and he's got that real deep i'm sorry yeah he he really lets you know that he knows that he made a mistake by leaving and i think of that i'm sorry when i've really screwed up (laughs) in life always uh just a few more here um i really like the sacred jedi texts uh it's become a little bit of a a meme Mm -hmm. um but i love that because I can really hear the sacred Jedi text that really connects back to me to, I care like even yeah. he's telling Ray it's got to all in, I'm going to burn the tree down. And even once Yoda uh, lights it on fire, he goes running cause he's, he cares. He yeah. spent all this time collecting it. That wisdom is important to him and he can't bring himself to end it. And he's still going, but the sacred Jedi text, it's like, <laughs> you know? uh so uh, last couple for me is just a, a celebration of moments of cocky luke skywalker because i think that right. is just a part of his character uh i love i think you'll find i'm full of surprises and empire yeah. strikes back and then <laughs> immediately gets knocked down some stairs uh great moment of being cocky uh i really like the brief bit of luke that we get to see in the rise of kylo ren comic book uh, by charles sewell writer um, when Luke defeats the Knights of Ren, and at first I bumped up against it, just seeing it on page. And then I was like, no, this is cocky Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knights of Ren are kind of threatening him. He says, can we just skip to the part where you all run out of here crying? <laughs> and at first I was like, eh, is, that, is that too cocky for Luke? And like, no, I can hear Mark Hamill saying it. And then as they're fighting, he follows up with, you're clumsy, untrained, you use the dark side like a hammer, but the light side is a blade, and so am I. Nice. And it's just Jedi Master, not even Jedi Knight Luke at this point, that's Jedi master Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Who is so firm in his convictions. He is not killing them. He is taking their, he's throwing them. He's, uh, throwing their weapons away And it for him. It really is like, I have all those things that Yoda always wanted me to have. I have mastery. I take this really seriously it is a deep commitment, but it is a power and I should wield it. And you're from the dark side. I don't want to hurt you, but I'm just going to say no to you. And I'm already telling you, this isn't going to work out for you. I'm going to be the shield. I'm going to stop you from hurting anyone or taking any of these Jedi artifacts. Could you just believe me? No. Alright then. So just great great cocky, great uh, great Jedi. And then my final one is the, the shoulder brush in The Last Jedi. Uh, oh, yeah. Great moment, great taunting, great cockiness, great gif, great all around the
2: shoulder brush. If you can make a GIF out of it, it's great. That's a great list. A lot of, a lot of stuff in there. Uh, so uh, I'll go into some of my runner-ups. Uh, I love, I was especially watching this weekend, watching the scene of him and Leia on uh, the uh, the bridge there in Bright Tree Village during the celebration, uh, him <clears> laying down the truth. And just the simple, you're wrong, Leia. You have that power too, which was used so well later on in The Force Awakens, uh, one of the teaser trailers. I just love that. It's simple. It's powerful. Uh, it carries on. It's a good catchphrase. It's all the things. And uh, underrated Luke running off to face his destiny, you know, uh, and doing even though as uncomfortable as it may be. And, and, and having to, you know, it's Leia in the moment can't fully understand until maybe this line of, well, this is the rebellion. The fight's here. What are you doing? We need you. And he's like, no, nah, no. Nah. As, as she'll say to Ray later on, he's basically saying, you have everything you need right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I rewatched that cause I was really tempted by some lines in there as well. Right. And I just, I was so into it. I was so feeling it. I love when he says, you know, to Leia, like she says, I wish I could go with you. He's like, no, you don't. You've always been strong, which is so great. So whole scene is so great. I was vibing just totally in the vibe of the, the, the calm and the wisdom and the emotion. <laughs> and then that great breaking of Hans going like, what's going on?
2: on?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, great uh going to empire strikes back luke calling to leia we, you you've mentioned this a lot this is a great moment it, it, and it speaks to a connection uh that was uh there beyond anything that you know brother sister if that was planned then or that i, I I'm not i concerned about that the fact that in his moment he calls to ben that that ain't working and he just knows he just feels leia in that moment it's a great leia moment for her to feel and have the confidence to be like, there's a weird feeling, maybe even a voice in my head. I don't know. We got to act on it. But I love that Luke, almost similar to the Wampa cave, arr, arr, fighting Ben. Ben, let me just hang here, connect with what I feel and what I know. And ah, it's Leia. I got to call it a Leia. I love that Force moment for Luke. Yeah, it's a
4: good triumph moment for Luke and Empire.
2: Uh, speaking of tramp, how about a good throw? Uh, the greatest goal <laughs> throw ever, Luke killing the Rancor, uh, throwing the skull. I was terrified of the Rancor as a kid, so I always loved this throw because it meant that sequence that was terrifying me would come to an end. <laughs> good job, Luke, overall, I mean, I, this this almost this is one of those like almost there. It's just Luke's Luke's passing, his death, uh, his peace and purpose, the final shot, twin sons, him fading away. I, it just. It, it, it got it got me more after and it gets me more now than even the first couple times I saw it. First time I saw it, I thought, Oh, they kept him alive. Oh wait, no, he's not. He's dying. And I, that was, I had to process that, which as we always say here at Force Center, it's okay to take a second and process what you really feel about something, but that gets me more now. And in trying to come to terms with Luke Dine, I always go back to this idea of like, what did I want in the place of that? Did I want him to be cut into two? Did I want him to crash, be blown up, ju- you know, fu- take a, a starship into a sun to save the day? What did I want? This is beauty. It's, it's poetic. Um, and it's got this peace and purpose that they can say in the movie. That's why they they say it. And it's good. And I just, I just love this moment, Luke's death.
4: Yeah. And I think it has a, a, this great connection, even to that moment in empire of like, I remember feeling so many different things, um, but uh, when I first watched Last Jedi, but uh, you know, I, I loved the the great reveal, and, and it, it it sort of just overpowered everything else that I'd just seen in Last Jedi, and and I just loved it so much. Um, but then when he's first struggling up to that rock, he's he's straining for something, and it, I really think it is to call out to Leia and call out to Ray, and and let them know that he is very happy with the choice that he made, and he, and he is ending this journey and starting a new one heading off into that uh, horizon of the force with peace and purpose is so powerful.
2: It's great. A couple more for me, Luke and the thalassine and the green milk. I just <laughs> love what it represents. It is. This is what you want. This is what you found Ain't it. Grand. And, 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 and you know how it works for Ray. There's that moment of Ray, like, look at this beautiful creature in the ocean. Oh my gosh, I'm smiling. Oh, and this creature, <laughs> yeah. there's so much going on. It is a, such a talked about scene. So many people don't like it, want it to be cut. Uh, They would have wanted Akbar's funeral in the place of this, not to bring up any of those old kind of conversations, but I just watch it again, see it again for the first time. This is a real Luke Skywalker in the moment scene. I love it. And and the green milk ain't half bad at Galaxy's Edge either.
4: (laughs) Agreed. It is. I am not a legend. I am a guy who can get green milk in his beard.
2: A couple, two left here. Uh, Luke taking out the Adat Walker by hand. I almost put this on my top five list because this is a playground moment for me. Love this one. Just it—it it doesn't get more cooler than. Well, my ship's crashed. My gunner's dead. All right, let me just grab the cable myself. Run up and use that weapon I have. <laughs> Toss a grenade in there. Just love it.
4: Yeah, yeah, and just narratively important to Empire Strikes Back to see him as the warrior and to see his power as a Jedi make a difference mm-hmm. to the battle, and it does because he yeah. can single-handedly bring down a, yeah. an AT-AT.
2: He's a star player going to Rise of Skywalker. You already kind of mentioned the scene, so I don't want to. I uh, didn't want put, to put it on the big list here, but all the stuff going on with Ray, I think it's great. And uh, him raising the X-Wing. I'm sorry. I love it. It is full circle journey. Uh, him not being able to do it on Dagobah and he can do it now. I don't know. That just works for me. Sorry. I still like pineapple on pizza too. Uh, I love that. But then the line, and, and I know it's one of your favorite lines too, but confronting fears, the destiny of the Jedi and a little bit later, a thousand generations living, you now. but this is your fight, which you use so well in the trailer. It's just, it's just good, good Luke stuff. Luke getting his force ghost moment in the sun and it delivered for me. And I like it.
4: Absolutely. He is 100% in the mentor role, having taken the step into this next part of the journey, this next adventure into the force, you know, for putting together uh, our list of favorite lines right now, confronting fears, the destiny of a Jedi might be pretty high on my list of just star Wars lines, star Wars lessons. So mm-hmm. I am right there with you and i feel like for me i know that there is a controversy about you know is that too much nostalgia with the x-wing but for me it, it, everything that you said it's full circle for luke but i also think the the crashed x-wing is that symbol in the beginning of the last jedi of like i'm not getting involved in mm-hmm. raising it is a symbol of you were right ray we should get involved
2: yeah and 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 it's your fight you, you put on put on the helmet uh, which ties to ray Pretending with the yellow Tirfan Ace helmet and, and rises or Force Awakens. It's all there. Love it. Uh, but now we're uh, closing up the show here with our each of our number one choices for the best Luke Skywalker moment. I'll go first here with my number one, and we are going to A New Hope. And I kept thinking, what is my favorite Luke moment? What's the most powerful one? There's a lot. I mean, you're, you're throwing down the blade, and before the Emperor might be a big just emotional choice. I almost wanted to put that down, but I, I went with this. I went to the big win. I went to New Hope, Luke uh, firing. Yes, we, help from Han and Chewie? Absolutely. Help from the X-Wing and Y-Wing pilots that paid the price before him. Yes, there's, there's a lot uh, that went into this moment. But Luke Skywalker turning off his targeting computer, firing the proton torpedoes to take out the Death Star. But the line specifically of, Luke, your, your computer's off. Is everything okay? Uh, is anything wrong? Uh, nothing. I'm all right. I just <laughs> love that. You want some advice, you want something on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker, everything around you going wrong, if you could just go to what you believe in, go to that I care, go to the thing where you're blindly trusting this voice in your head, but it's really the voice of your feeling, your instincts, and what you just kind of know of what you're capable of and what you can do in the moment and the chaos around you, everything on the line relying yourself here uh and, and others again I, I think it is important that han comes back and help it all, it all factors in and it's luke kind of saying i was put here for this and this is what i know i can do so nope i'm all right we got it boom boom the day is won you'll get a medal for it you'll get in a good career but it's it's this it's it's luke winning man it's luke saving the day it is mark ellis would say luke being the hero he saved <laughs> the day for us so that is why it's my number 1 luke skywalker moment
4: Yeah, it's Luke paying off the title that Lucas added after the film came out, A New Hope. It's the moment, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. This is the moment where Luke becomes a new hope. And, you know, you you said all the great things about it. The symbolism of, you know, trusting your intuition of of seeing that you have this uh, ability, this power. Uh, you know, you can talk about it as a as a forced thing, as a chosen one, but I think the metaphor is for everybody. And you know, like, you got a PowerPoint uh, presentation <laughs> that you're doing? Great, turn off the targeting computer and, and trust yourself. You have the power. That's what's great to me about this moment, and I just really love celebrating it from you know taking a big step back from how well we all know this moment and imagining yourself in that cockpit and like. The entire galaxy is depending on you. Everyone on that moon is depending on you. They're about to be obliterated. Everyone in Rogue One died for this. And your choice is trust the absolutely traditional logic that the computer will do the targeting or listen to the voice of a ghost in your head (laughs) and just the power of him seeing that, ah, this feels right. I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to believe in what uh, what feels right. I'm going to believe in, in my power. And I'm going to take the risk to believe in myself. And that's what pays
2: off. Ah, man. Absolutely. It's all the lessons. It's all right there. And great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Love it. Love it. So that's my moment. What is your number one Luke Skywalker moment?
4: My number one was really, really uh, difficult to choose. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got really interested in I Care as a is a frame uh, for Luke Skywalker that he, we can see obviously when he cares uh, about people and when he's out out being a hero, rescuing people and defending people and saving people. And I think on Octo, when he's so tortured, he cares so much. He's so wanted to not repeat the mistakes of past Jedi. He's so wanted to do well by Leia and Han's son, his nephew, Ben, and he, he failed for just a moment and he takes, He knows, he knows that Ben was always going to wrestle with light and dark. He knows that that Snoke got to him, but he takes all that blame on himself uh, because he cares. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking about Luke's journey with the lightsaber of when he chooses, like, it's it's a hero's blade and I will use it against uh, Jabba and his men because I've given them every other opportunity. So, you know, without anger, I'm going to rise up with this uh, blade and I'm going to defend my friends. The uh, moments where Del Mico, where he he's like, hey, I would really rather not use the blade on you. And Del Mico's like, I would not too," And they're both like, great. And then moments where like, if I lash out at Vader or Emperor with my blade right now, it's just going to be out of hate and anger and it's it's not going to do any good. And he goes through this entire journey of wrestling with the blade. The blade's what made him uh, fail uh, Ben symbolically. of Ben's going to cause all these things in the future and he thinks for just a second i should i should ignite the blade and defend against all the horrible things that ben's gonna do and then he feels horrible about that so he's he's wrestling with caring he's wrestling with that blade in the moment to me that that really ties that all together all those lessons and all those battles is force projecting to crate in the big picture uh standing there as the legend of himself in that I'm out in the galaxy, being a Jedi Master outfit uh, that he had it looks cool, looks powerful. There's so much mastery uh, of the Force in his ability to to force project himself to crate. Uh, You know, it is the idea of defense. It is the idea of holding that blade, his original blade, the one that Ray tried to offer to him twice, and the, the symbol of I will, uh, I will take that. And all that, to me, really gets boiled up into that line where he responds to Kylo's threat to basically kill everything, kill the Resistance, kill the Jedi, kill all, all the past. And Luke says, amazing. Every word of what you just said is wrong. The rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning, and I will not be the last Jedi. When I looked into my hearts of hearts, that's, that's the Luke moment that is sticking with me because it's a battle that he's he's wrestled with for a long time and it's what really i think gets framed in the last jedi is what are the jedi for well they are this responsibility to rise up against the dark side and be the shield against it to hold it back and they the jedi are needed to act but luke really struggles with but sometimes when i act i cause damage so how can i possibly move? forward so the force projection to crate and these lines uh that are you know shifted back and forth between luke himself and seeing finn and poe and ray and the hope of the future is this recognition from luke that yes the jedi must act but you can always choose exactly how you act inaction is a choice and it's not acceptable that's not what jedi do is just not act uh so it's this absolute validation that yes you you must act when something is wrong it is Luke picking up the saber symbolically but not literally because for him in this moment literally swinging it against Kylo won't help so this moment is not only Luke's perfect Jedi path of I've symbolically raised the blade is this idea of defense against the dark side but I'm not going to swing it against you because it is not my Jedi path it is not my way right now. so it's meaningful for Luke, but I think the reason it really just hits me is this it's a call to action that the rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning, but in particular and I will not be the last Jedi. This is a perfect moment for Luke, but it is also Luke passing on the mantle. It is literally I he's met Ray. He knows how powerful she is. He's seen her heart, her spirit. He trusts her. He knows the path that she's on. He knows that he won't literally be the last Jedi. But I think after him wanting to end the Jedi, because they make mistakes, because they are a danger, because it is a difficult path, and if you stumble off of it, bad things can happen. But this is just an affirmation that the Jedi are 100% necessary, that the dark side must be opposed We can't kill the past, and we will move forward. All of that I just feel in my bones when Luke Skywalker says, I will not be the last Jedi.
2: I really don't want to add much more to what you said, because I think you just said it uh, perfectly there. Uh, This is Luke on graduation day, if that makes sense. This is (laughs) his journey. This is everything that has come to this point, and him acknowledging that it goes on and it can and will go on without him. It's powerful. It's done so well. And the shots of everyone and ending on Ray with the rocks, it just, it, it moved me then. It moves me now. And yeah, everything we're talking about, you you, you just you brought it together so well. There's all the moments, the choice, the lessons, the failures, everything. Uh, and then this Luke, we always talk about Luke returning in his own way. And it all boils down to this line. And it's just, it's also a little bit of that Luke cockiness, right? A little bit of that too. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Every word you said is wrong is, yeah. is definitely cocky. <laughs> but
4: I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm so glad that you framed this episode too about talking about Luke Skywalker as the hero because he, he, he fails, he fumbles, he makes uh, mistakes. He has doubts, but ultimately he's a hero and I will not be the last Jedi is absolutely a hero statement. You are right to trust yourself and you're right to to stand up when something's wrong and I did that and it will continue when I'm gone is just a great hero moment.
2: And then just that movie itself of you are the hero that will save us all and him saying I, I that is not what you need it is you uh, but I'll help get you there, you know, and I got to get there myself. That's part of that journey in that movie, just that movie alone. So Wow. Great moment. Great list. I just can't even add any much more to what you said about it. Uh, Other than I want to go watch it again. Disney, Park, (laughs) shoot up on my laptop right now. I'll do that there. Joseph, thank you so much for bringing your expert insight into this character that is at the uh, center of the Star Wars story. It means a lot. Thank you, sir.
4: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, as always, uh, for having me on uh, as a as a guest and often guest right now as we're doing Star Wars Ranked uh, more often than not. But uh, thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's really great to be able to examine fun moments, action figures. But this episode in particular really meant uh, a lot to me, even with the amount that we talk about Star Wars and really taken a big step back and just really reconnected to, you know, my original fandom of Luke Skywalker. And I really appreciate that.
2: Take it to the playground, as I always say. It's a lot of your Star Wars love is formed back in those days and it and it grows with you. You, you should grow up with Star Wars, but also you're going to stay tethered really close to the stuff George put in there. Uh, and that is there, that DNA of Star Wars. It's all there and the journey of Luke Skywalker. That is Star Wars rank for this day. You could follow. Force Center on Twitter at force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. We're on Facebook, Instagram, like us on YouTube. Merch is available at t slash user slash force center. You can also uh, go support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash force center, or you can go to Audible and go to Audibletrial.com slash ForceCenter to uh, uh, get a free audio book, maybe get the the Legends of Luke Skywalker book uh, and learn more about Luke's mystical journeys and get it on us and support the show. Do want to announce, we always say, where the podcast is available. A lot of different spots we are now on amazon music and audible as well just added to those spots a lot of podcasts added there as they uh they expand into podcasts on that uh, platform there so we are there uh confirmed this morning finally got on there uh you can follow me at ken Knappsock. go to ken for information on all the things i uh, do and just for then go to Com for all the wonderful things you do
4: Yep, that's right. All my various comedy adventures are on my website, josephscrimshaw.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at josephscrimshaw.
2: Do it, my friends, do it. So for Luke Skywalker and all the heroes that will follow him in the Star Wars story, this has been another edition of Star Wars Legends. Star Wars has been right.